Welcome to another Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcast presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. If you have a car accident, personal injury claim, don't call some 1-800 number and talk to some stranger. Call Joe because he will know what to do. They're big supporters of our community, big supporters of everything we do here, local high school sports. That's why we come to you from the Barberry Law Firm of Mobile Sports Studios. Here's what's going down on this week of Spock Sports Show. Kind of a quick review of what happened this past Saturday with the Beale City football team. Also play that pregame pump up people were talking about one more time as well. Then the second half of Spock Sports Show was able to catch up with CMU football today as they get prepared for their final regular season game this Friday. First 10-1 Toledo. They are 7-0 and in the MAC. I was able to catch up with Coach McElwain and seniors Trey Jones and Robbie Stewart. So that's what's going down. Second half of Spock Sports Show, talking with CMU football right now, kind of you know breaking down Saturday, Beale City versus Ubley. And look at that score, 24-6. The Beale City defense played pretty darn well. Now there's the old saying that if you average three yards a play, you can pick up first down every four plays. That's kind of what Ubley did. I think they had six, maybe seven, fourth down and short conversions. And they got them, but just barely. So by the end of the game, Ubley had ran 60-something plays Beal had ran 20 something plays and that's kind of you know what way was that kind of game going to go was it going to be a Beal City style football game or was it going to be an Ubley style football game well turned into an Ubley style football game congratulations to them this is their fifth time in a row either being in the state semifinals or state finals they've yet to win it but that group of seniors they've got I think they got a really good chance to go down to Ford Field and avenge their loss from last year when they lost to Ottawa Lake Whiteford 26 to 20 but what a year it was for those Beal City Aggie seniors just an absolute honor to be able to cover those young men. Obviously, really, really sad to see you know their season come to an end like that. But they only could have played one more game after that. And so, a big congratulations to all those seniors. And what you're about to hear now is kind of a pregame sounder that I make, you know, for the kids to listen to in the locker room. Also, sounds really good on the radio as well. And so, this is kind of what played right before kickoff, kind of a review of you know Beale City Ubley in the past. Now, this Beale City team got here when they blasted and just dominated Iron Mountain. There is nothing like football and high school football. All the time that goes into one game a week, just nine times a year. And if you're fortunate enough, maybe a handful more. The wins mean more, the losses hurt more, and the championships are memories that last forever. 582 schools started playing football in August. After 12 weeks of battle on the gridiron, the heat of August has now turned to the cold of November, and just four teams are left in D8. Now that we're past opening day, headed to Thanksgiving, Beale City, Ubley, state semifinals. We have been here before. So we've had a 12-play drive from Beale City, come up with nothing. We've had a, we'll count 16 plays if you count that button, a 16-play drive, come up with nothing for Ubley. Our score remains 7-6 with 7.32 left to go in the ball game. Wilson gets the handoff, looking to run it to the near side. Breaks one tackle. He's into the open field. Bruski chases him down inside Ubley territory. Miles looks to dive in. He's in. Touchdown, Beale City. They go up 12 to 7. Clock starts to run again. Just over two minutes remaining. Shotgun loop. Bruski rolling to his right, looking to throw. Oswald in the backfield. He brings him down at the 45-yard line of Ubley. Fourth down and 21. Bruski in the shotgun. He's got three wide. Two to his right, one to his left. He's rolling towards his right, chasing him as Whitehead. They look to throw it back over the field. Carter Fussman knocks it down. Your Beale City Aggies, they beat Ubley 12-7 in the game of the year on the all-new Buck 92. Fast forward two years, and, well, a lot of things have changed. But again, it's Beale City, it's Ubley, it's state semifinals again. 
This Aggie team is now 11 and 1 and champions three times over. Highland, district, and regional champions after outscoring their three playoff opponents 107 to 19, blasting Frankfurt and Muskegon Catholic Central and shutting down Iron Mountain. Single coverage over that way. They're not looking that way. Pressure in the backfield. The quarterback goes down. Parker McDonald with the sack in the backfield. Martella had nowhere to go. Dropping back to throw is Fussman. He's looking to go long. Man, out there is Cade Smith. He leaps up and snags it at the 40. Cade and Smith just out-jumped the defender. Fussman gave his man a go-get-it ball, and he went and go-got it. He did. Man in motion is Lane Gross. They fake it to him, looking to throw it over the middle. Wide open, McKinney. 10, 5, touchdown, and, Aggies. And, Chris, there's that speed factor. Dropping back, looking to throw. They throw it out in the flat to an open defender. He's got to make one man miss. He does it. First down yardage now. Oh, Caden Smith. Woo! Oh, boy, Caden Smith. <laughs> That's one of those tackles where you knock Woo. the socks right off of him. It, it really it really hit him in. It hit him back in the air, knocked him backwards. Three tight ends out there. Now nobody split out wide. They hand this one Inside off. Inside trap. Blasted right away as the ball carrier. Nowhere. I mean, nowhere for Braden Wallstrom to go. Jacob Pash, Parker McDonald, Drew Gross all kind of in on that tackle. They fake it to him. Now look to throw it the other way. Now throwing it over the middle. It's tipped again. Unbelievable what a play. play. Going up, Mr. Bennett Gildy. Showing his hops on that one. And I don't know how he jumped that I high. I don't either. And he played, timed it up just great. They're going to throw it towards Kangas again. He's going to have it knocked oh, away. And as he, soon as he touched it, he was lit up by Latham from the back. And he just kind of, there was nothing he could do with it. Run it that way. Also have Latham as a lead blocker. Turn it up field. Big run. Oh Wilson my. breaks a tackle. Touchdown, Josh Wilson. 33-yard tutty on the man. run. Broke a couple tackles at the line of scrimmage. That's why you hand the big man to football right there. Ooh, swinging gate formation right now from Beal. Trying to throw some confusion at Iron Mountain. Good job. And it is single coverage over here with Josh Wilson once again. It is. They look to take the snap. It's Latham and Caden Smith. Option They're going to throw it throw. up towards Wilson. And he caught it. Touchdown, Beal City. Brad Gross gets all the credit on that one. He calls the swinging gate on a third and ten. What a senior class it is, and what a win for Beale City as they take the knee. No timeouts from the Mountaineers. 20-6 our final as the Aggies win their 10th regional championship since the year 2000. They move on to the state semifinals next week. There is nothing like football. All that work. Every ride to practice from mom and dad, every lifting session, every loss, every win, every championship has led to this one game. Four quarters, 48 minutes. For your seniors, there is only two games left that you can have together. But you gotta get this one to make that dream come true. A chance to walk onto Ford Field to win Beale City their third high school football state championship. Yeah, if you just joined us in the middle of that, that's what played in the pregame before Beale City Ugly State Semifinals. Big congratulations to all the boys from Beale City and all the boys in the mid-Michigan area and just a fantastic football season. Cool to hear that once again. And thanks to all those Beale City players. Those are the guys that make the plays. I just you know, have a ton of fun putting those together. And look at what they got coming back next year. We're going to have some really strong football teams again. And high school basketball is right around the corner. A week from tomorrow, we actually tip off our high school hoops coverage as the Mount Pleasant Oiler boys host Midland Dow. Week after that, I got the five days of Christmas downtown, but we're still right now planning being 
at Beale City Shepherd. But we're going to talk to the boss man about that. Make sure I've got time to get down there. But high school basketball right around the corner. When we come back on Spock Sports Show, I'm going to be sitting down talking with CMU football, Coach McElwain, Trey Jones, along with Robbie Stewart. At Spock Sports Show, I'm Buck92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind. If you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio, right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show. I was able to hang out at the Champion Center earlier today, talk about CMU football. Here are my sit-downs with Coach McElwain and seniors before senior day Friday with Trey Jones, or senior night, I should say, on Fridays. They kick off at 7 o'clock with Trey Jones and Robbie Stewart. Chris Bachman hanging out at the Champion Center with Coach McElwain. Coach, last regular season game of the year, hopefully you know not the last game. Does it always kind of feel surreal once you get to this point? Yeah, it does. And, and what really hits you is uh, going into the week like this on your last home game, uh, you know, for those seniors. And, uh, you know, it's amazing when you visit with them. Just, you know, when they first get here, it's like, gosh, am I ever going to get to the end? And now it's the end, and they say, where'd the time go? And, uh, you know, for me, it's a uh, you know, group of guys that obviously I've been close to for quite a while, and, and uh, it's almost like, you know, seeing your own kids move on. You know, in particular now with the transfer portal, to have those guys that stick around for all those years, it, it, it's got to be a little extra special, like, no, you, you know. It really is, and, and uh, you know, to see a guy going through senior day that, you know, this is the place he's been. And uh, these will be guys that, that, you know, will be Chippewas forever and, and uh, they're going to do great things in the future. And I, and I think that's what it's all about, you know, you seeing these guys turn into, you know, I always talk about boys to young men in high school football. You're seeing young men turn into men and man and family, you know what I mean, fathers and stuff like that. It's got to be pretty darn special. Does it go too fast for you? Yeah, Not it really just the one does. year, but the four years, five years, six yeah. years sometimes. No, it that. really does, and, and you don't even take time sometimes to think much about it. But, um, you know, for these guys, and just to see their transformation, um, you know, that you, know, you, you look back at the before, in the before pictures and you know those type of things uh and it's 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 pretty cool to see and you know looking back at you know this season or maybe these guys careers you know with the seniors is there kind of like a moment that sticks out to you maybe for a particular player maybe something that sticks out to you from this season well you know they've been through some really good things you know they've they've been part of you know two mac west championships they they you know and and uh, been part of a heck of a uh couple bowl games and a heck of a bowl win and and that's great um you know the thing you 
kind of forget too about some of these guys and and there'll be kids coming through now that that don't remember it but they also made it through a COVID season and uh you know what what they uh what they have endured is something that that uh is pretty cool yeah it's one of those I don't think we give you know youngsters enough credit for what they went through you know I remember talking with high schoolers a few years ago like I yeah. could, I wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten high school done if I had to go through the stuff. I couldn't imagine college being on a football team and all the stuff that went through it. And even for you as well, the hoops you had to jump through. And I heard you, you know, talking just a minute ago, Kyle Moretti's back. Um what is you know, he's a junior, he said, you yeah. know, hopefully be back next year for it. What does he mean to this team, this yeah. program? No, I tell you, and and you know, the, the amount of plays that he played, you know, I, I was surprised. Uh is he one of those guys that once he gets out there, you're going to have to literally pull him yeah. off? <laughs> and and we had to, you know, uh, in a couple series. But, uh, you know, he was a little sore, obviously, as he would have been. But but he'll be ready to go. We had a couple extra days, you know, just the way the calendar fell going into this game. So, um, you know, excited for him to be out there. All right, talk about the calendar. I think it's two Tuesdays, a Wednesday, and now a Friday matchup. It, and this is one of the, you know, the, the – the opportunities that it can provide to your team and your program is a big deal with the ESPN coverage and all that stuff. But is it one of those that you wish it was maybe at the beginning of the yeah, year well, or, or something like that? Yeah, you you know you sure like to see uh, when we have good weather, you know, to be playing <laughs> yeah, yeah. some of those night games. But we've actually lucked out pretty good, and uh, you know those are decisions made by uh, people way above me. Yeah. And now looking back at this season. You know, I might you might you know kind of agree with me. I think of the EMU missed field goal, and even though it was called back, the Marion Luke's kick return here, coming back in Alabama. What are, what are some of the real cool highlights that you think of from this season? Well, you know, I mean, um, you know, as a coach, you just like to see the joy in their faces. You know, for uh, you know being successful, and uh, you know celebrate their successes and, and, uh, you know, learn from some of the things that didn't go our way. And, uh, that, that's, that's kind of how you go about it. And now is there a player, you know, maybe the whole coaching staff that somebody just every week, like, man, I can't believe what he's doing out there. Is there one of those guys this year that sticks out on that team? Well, you know, I'm not one that, you know, I, you know, it's about the Chippewas. It's about the team. And, uh, you know, it's not about, uh, any one player, uh, it's about a group of guys that, that come together for a common cause, and, and that's really, uh, you know, that's what makes a game of football so great. You know, it's, it's a team piece. Yeah, I think Brett Hybels said, you know, you can have 92% going right, 10 of 11 guys doing the right thing, but that one guy's doing the wrong thing. It's just, you're, and now this might be a question that you might give me the look at, you know, is there a recruit you're excited at coming in next year? Or well, is this- you know, absolutely. Um Except I can't talk about them until uh, they hey, sign. That's all right. Now that we're getting towards the end of the yeah. season, it's one of those that, yeah. you know, you as a coach, that's yeah, that's they, part of your job is com- to always be looking forward. Right. Our, our commit list is fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited about the future of uh, – you know, getting the you know some of these new guys in here. And that's a conversation for this spring that we can that's have, That's exactly right. right. <laughs> and actually post uh, – what is it uh, – 15th of December or whatever right. signing day is for this early group. 
And now, we've talked about this a couple times. This team has been great at stretches. I mean, you guys hung in with Notre Dame for a while. You you look at that Western game, the stretch in the third quarter that you guys had, but putting four quarters together, and it's Yeah, the consistency piece, uh, definitely, when you look at it. And, and, uh, look, I'm well aware of it. Uh, We're well aware of it. Uh, The kids are as well. Um, You know, it's it's, – and, and it it's too bad, you know. Sometimes you you do get out athleted here and there, and that, and that happens. But you know the consistency piece is something we uh, still striving for. And you know it's one of those things that that's there's still a lot of positive things to point to with those stretches. And that's one of those talk about the team you guys got coming in Friday Toledo. They're they're actually ranked right now. We'll see the you know the yeah the bowl or not not the bowl still want to call them yeah. the bowl rankings, no, but right, we'll see right. the playoff rankings. They could be, you know, scraping into the top twenty five, maybe even the top twenty there. But you gotta feel like if you look these guys in the eyes and say, guys, if we put it all together for one stinking game, the last game we can end all. Oh, you can end on such a great note. It would give you a bowl berth and probably give you a lot of attention for a bowl too by beating that ranked team, wouldn't it? Oh, one hundred percent. And I know our guys are are itching to get back out there. Uh, we got a couple more good days of practice, and and uh, you know we get to play at home, four and zero at home. Right. Chance to finish five and zero on the season. Uh, like I said. That's what you think about, man, you usually have that extra home game. You yeah. kind of probably, yeah, yeah, right now at this point. But chance to finish undefeated at home, what what's that mean to you in this community, you think? Well, just, uh, you know, this is a great community. I just you know, I can't tell you how much, uh, you know, I we love it here. And, and uh, the people that support, uh, it's been fantastic. And they deserve a winner. And yeah. uh, that's what we need to go out and do. You know, something I can kind of attest to as a community member, I will say, I've gotten to know you pretty well over these last few weeks. And, you know, the old the old Ted Lasso thing, I'll say, I think you're one of those guys that the most number one thing you're worried about is making sure these young men turn into great men. And if some wins come along the way with that, that's great. But I think the more you execute turning these young men into great men, they just kind of turns into wins when you get things rolling right, doesn't it? it? And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, you got to put the right pieces in place and, and – uh, you know that's that's uh, something something that you do and you do it every single year and um, but um, you know for this for this university for this community uh, it's it, it's a great place and uh, you know winning at home is something that's pretty special. Yep, and this can be a short answer or a long answer, whichever one you want. But football teaches life lessons like nothing else. I feel like um, what's something or some things that it's taught you personally? Well, you know, I mean. I, I can't tell you how fortunate I've been, uh, you know, to be involved in such a great sport. Um, you know, that that idea of actually working as a team for a common goal, uh, the idea of the discipline, the idea of, of you being a great teammate and most importantly giving of yourself for the benefit of others. Um, so many of those things uh, that that this teaches you, you know, teaches you, um, you got to put yourself out there. Sometimes you fail and, uh, you know, all great people that, that have been out there have failed and that's something. And yet the lessons you learn from it. And then when you are successful, uh, being able to say, okay, these are the things that help you be successful. Um, there's so many great lessons in, in, uh, such a great game. And, and uh, you know, I just wished everybody could 
at some point, you know, a lot of people did when they were in high school, obviously. Uh, they'll tell you, man, those were some of the greatest times ever. I, I look back with a ton of regret, and obviously you stand next to me. I'm not the, the biggest guy, but it's one of those, you know, I, I went to Shepherd just a yep. few miles south of here, and back in my day, you know, 75% of the boys were playing, and I was, you know, one of the few that didn't end up getting myself in a little bit of trouble. I bet if I play football four <laughs> years, I'd probably stay out of quite a bit of trouble. Well, that, it, that's it, something else we could get into, too. No, I just, uh, you know, there's, you, you've heard me talk about, man, the locker room's a special yep. place. Yeah, like I said, I, I missed out on that, and I get to get a little bit of it now that I'm sure. doing the high school sports. Like I said, it, every time it just makes me look back and say, man, I, I missed out, and it was nobody's fault but my own. So, yeah, if there's any kid out there that's thinking, should I play, should I not play, play it. Play every sport you can when you're in high school in particular. Take advantage of all those locker room moments you can because they just teach you great life lessons, don't that's they, right. Coach? And it doesn't matter the sport. You know, I think uh, whatever the sport is, you know, the team sports that that allow you to be part of something bigger than yourself, That that that's really important. I, I think that's a great place to end it right there, Coach. Thanks so much, and we'll see you Friday. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Chris Bachman hanging out with D. Lyman, Robbie Stewart. Kind of actually a local guy for CMU. I guess tell everybody about where you're from, where you went to high school. Yeah, um, so I'm from Michigan. I went to high school over in Saginaw. Um, I went to Nouvelle Catholic Central. Um, I graduated all the way back in 2017. So you're saying the way back to me, I won't even tell you when I graduated (laughs) from Shepherd. But um, what's it like living in Mount Pleasant? I mean, I've been asking some of these guys who've made some long treks across the country from the south for you. Probably not a whole lot different coming over here. No, it's Midwest to Midwest. It's an hour (laughs) away. Um, You you know what to expect. uh, But but I like it, absolutely. It's got everything I need. Um, And then a little bit some, honestly. Yeah, and then you're you're probably just far enough away from home, too, is where you can go back home when you want to, but mom and dad can't drop in on you all the time, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, but my, my mom still manages a little bit. <laughs> she said, make sure make sure the apartment's a little bit clean when I come. I said, oh, okay, mom, thanks. Thanks for the warning. And now where do you play at on the line? Yeah, so I play uh, defensive tackle, um, and I'm usually I'm usually our nose guard. I played the shade All right, on the center. Yeah. So, so what's the – and I said offensive line a moment ago, pardon me. Uh, what is the shade? For, for those people who aren't real familiar, kind of, kind of literally break that down when you're doing the shade technique. Where are you at on the line? How many guys are on the line? Yeah, so uh, – uh, when you play, uh, I'm usually either a zero sh- shade or two eye, and that kind of encompasses the nose tackle um, as far as football goes. And uh, uh, it's lined up right on the center usually or maybe the inside of the guard. Um, and it's usually a lot of two guys trying to block you. Um, it's a lot of fighting and, you know, um, and holding your ground and getting penetration when you can. Um, all those kind of things, uh, and keeping our linebackers clean, I, kind of I things was like a, that. So you're the yeah. reason why Moretti's racking up all those tackles, right? You you go down there, do you? Do, and, but that's your job, though, is trying to muck things up right in the middle. Yeah. Whether they're trying to run up the middle, yeah. or they need one of those guys to pull, you want to you want to yeah, absolutely make make them deal with you. And now, what's your major? Uh, so I have a bachelor's degree in neuroscience. Um, I will earn a master's degree in neuroscience at the end of the semester. Wow! Um, Congratula- yeah. Congratulations, yeah, man. That, that's pretty darn thank awesome. Um, do you have a professor or a class that, that's kind of been your favorite through your time here at CMU? Ooh, my favorite. I don't know. The hardest. Those are the ones that stick out. <laughs> <laughs> what What's the hardest class you've yeah. had? Organic chemistry was no joke. Um, definitely was hard. Um, 
And then physics was no joke. I did not enjoy physics very much at all. <laughs> hey, hey, you're looking at a guy who, when he tried taking, uh, you know, chemistry in high school, was like, "Whoa, let's go over to environmental science." So. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and then obviously I got COVID smack dab right at the end there when I was trying to take some of those harder classes, which didn't make anything easier. Um, but yeah, uh, over in the graduate program, I my uh, professor Marshallant, he's kind of my advisor over there um he's really cool um he's been really great for me as far as an athlete trying to do some postgraduate stuff you know or post uh, bachelor stuff so. yeah, and talk a little bit about that because you know that's something that you could still be playing with your eligibility and probably not taking these kind of serious classes yes and no I, I don't know if that you know that that's yeah. true or not yeah absolutely um so I've, I've never really hmm what's a good way to put this so <clears throat> I've never been the guy who didn't want to do school yeah you know, right yeah, you know, yeah that I, makes sense yep um, i always ask the question to high schoolers what would high school be like without sports right. some of them are like oh i don't know that wouldn't have been you you'd have been like i'd be fine yeah well yeah absolutely i mean football football was like that number one thing for me you know it was the first thing i found that i was good at um it was the first thing i kind of fell in love with gave me all my confidence those kind of things um but then uh at the same time i knew school was important a, because football was going to enable me to do things in school that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. You know, kind of come from like a single mom household. We didn't have the best financial um, situation. So football like was, hey, you get to go to college now and you don't have to worry about the financial side and all this kind of stuff, which was awesome. Um, so I wanted to make the most of it, basically, the most of that opportunity. Um, and so we were scrolling through the bulletin uh, trying to figure out a major. I knew I liked science. That was really yep. the only thing I landed on, like – English wasn't a big thing. History was okay, but I knew I didn't really know as far as professions what I could do, and I knew science was big. Um, but I knew I didn't like chemistry. Right? <laughs> I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't think I like chemistry very much. So we were scrolling through the bulletin, saw neuroscience. I was like, yeah, the brain sounds cool. And then I saw, oh, two less chemistry classes. Let's do that one. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and so, what will you be doing with your master's in neuroscience after? Yeah. You know, you might have a chance to play at the next level yeah. too. I feel like that's anybody here at CMU. That's 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 going to be one of your goals. But what's that degree going to enable you to do? Yeah. So um, I've actually applied to medical school. I want to awesome. be a doctor, and uh, specifically, I want to be a sports neurologist which is basically kind of the guy that handles a lot of those head impact yep. um, injuries, such as concussions in sports. Um, and I want to be able to help athletes. Um, not that it's bad, but I don't, I don't know that every doctor or physician who um, treats athletes is necessarily has the athlete mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you're saying. Um, so, and, you know, maybe, maybe you played a little in high school or something, but, you know, if I can go and treat, Division one college athletes, and I was a former Division one college athlete. I think, I think that's going to say a lot, and yeah. also you being able to talk with those athletes. You, you're being able to, you know, like I said you you got somebody on this side, you got somebody on that side. You're going to have been on both sides, yeah. and so I feel like that's really special. I feel like you're going to really be able to help a lot of people with that. And I feel like high school, or I mean high school, high school football is one of the greatest sports in the world. But I feel like it maxes out in college. The NFL is great. I love the NFL, but I think college football is the greatest sport in the world. And I look at your face. I think you probably agree with me. Yeah. What's it like being able to play here at CMU? Oh man, it's been a privilege to say the least. Um, uh, it was a dream of mine, obviously, to play football at the highest level I could. Um, and you know, when I got the offer from CMU. Um, I was really grateful. My mom actually went here um, back in the day, 
And she was able to like take me through campus on my official visit and be like, oh, this has changed. That's changed. I think we drove around for maybe 30 minutes looking for a building that's no longer standing. <laughs> but uh, she probably won't be super happy that I said that. Well, that's all right. When I came down here for my uh, orientation, see, and I was an older college student, I remember I looked at one and I says, I grew up here. I don't need to take this tour. And she's like, all right, you, you can go. You're probably, mom was able to show you around. That's probably a much cooler experience. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you like to do outside of football? Yeah, so, uh, oh, man. Um, obviously, school, you know, like I spent well, a In particular, with your degree, that needs to be something you enjoy, yeah, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, and it is, it's time-consuming, but I've never thought of it as, like, impossible or super hard or those, those kind of well, things, I think. And with your goals, too, man, you... Yeah. you're on the right track, man. Right, I just can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, I think, like, describing something as, like, really hard and impossible all the time sets you up for it to be hard, if that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, I, I really like to read. Um, I know that might be kind of make me a little old, but I think I am old at this point <laughs> compared to some of the now, Hey, you, you, the give me the, you give me the right book. You give me those Mission Impossible books, yeah. the, you know, the Jack Reacher books. I, I'm all over those, yeah, too. Yeah, the, la- uh, the last book I just read was, uh, I just finished it last night. It's called Noir. Um, it's a Christopher Moore book and it's kind of, uh, uh, set in San Francisco just after world war two. And there's a guy kind of not a bad guy, but in a lot of sketchy situations. And there's this whole area 51 angle. They end up with this like little alien dude and a fedora, fedora, all all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's just all kinds of crazy stuff. So you you get to make your own movie with books. Yeah. I always feel like too. And so you got to have a good imagination. It sounds like both, both of us do. I'm already kind of running wild with that. And, uh, What's it going to be like senior day, senior night, kind of, kind of walking out here Friday? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, obviously um, last uh, home game, um, potentially last game for me in a Chippewa jersey. Um, it's going to be kind of bittersweet. It's a culmination of everything. Um, and there's just going to there's gonna be a ton of emotions. There already are, really. I'm going into. Is your mom going to be balling? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I imagine so. Um, hey, good tears, good tears. Yeah, she, obviously. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she has a ton invested into this as well. You know, um, our parents. You know, for better or for worse, live vicariously for, for through us. Um, I think mine has been a little better than worse. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. Um, so, but yeah, a lot of emotions, um, and I'm just going to do my best to go out there and play as hard as I can um, because I, I think if I play as hard as I can for this last game, um, no matter what happens, it'll be – I can live with it. Yeah, and one of the sense. things I talked with Coach Mack about is you guys, you guys put together four quarters. You know, this yeah, team has been absolutely. elite at stretches. Yeah. Like, And how cool would that be to put that together, be able to knock off Toledo? That that would probably be a pretty yeah. nice way to end things on Friday night and would make you guys bowl eligible and I feel like give you guys a lot of bowl buzz beating that team is on yeah. a long, long winning streak. And now – this is kind of my curveball, you know, maybe tough question here. What's something you've learned playing football that you couldn't learn in your classrooms? Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff. Not a curveball question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, it's life lessons. It's life stuff. Um, no offense to my classmates who haven't been, you know, athletes or anything. But I, I walk into a lot of those – I've walked into a, a lot of those hard classes and – you know, the person next to me kind of goes, well, I studied for 15 hours last night and I'm still not sure about what to do, blah, 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 blah. I'm super nervous. I'm like, man, I played a game last night and I studied for an hour before this and I'm pretty confident I'm going to do just fine. Um, and that's not me trying to say, oh, I'm like the smartest guy in the room because I, I never think that. 
But I think just the preparation of a having confidence in yourself, um, b managing your time really well, um, and c just knowing how to work. You know what I mean? Knowing how to work and how have the right mindset about it has been something huge that football has te- taught me that I can apply to everything else. Yeah, but I, I feel like I would always I'd have friends that would want to stay up all night and yeah. study as opposed to me like, no, I want to study for an hour before I go to bed and I want to wake up and get eight hours of sleep. Yeah. So, so thank you so much for talking with me. Man. I really appreciate it, Robbie, and good luck to you guys Friday. Awesome. Thank you. Chris Botman still hanging out at the Champion Center. I have now got Trey Jones here with me, one of the star defensive backs for the Chippewas and First of all, Trey, where are you from? What's what's your major here at CMU? I'm um, from Wetumpka, Alabama. I'm a sport management major, business minor. All right. I went through that sport management uh, stuff. Have you had to do that 400-hour internship yet? Yes, sir, I did. Oh, yeah. I I did. Did. Yeah, I've actually already graduated. So oh, All right. Yeah, I got my diploma in August, August 3rd to be specific, and then I'll walk in December. Awesome. Congratulations on that, Thank man. You. That's awesome. And now what's it like going from Alabama to Mount Pleasant? Probably, uh, it's probably a little bit different. <laughs> biggest difference is definitely the winners. Yeah. Definitely the winners. I mean, this winter ha- really hasn't – well, is it – yeah. Hey, I guess it's winter. Close, te- yeah, it's close enough, yeah. But this winter really hasn't been bad. I don't want to speak too soon. Yeah, we're, we're both knocking on the table yeah. here, right? Yeah. Uh, but this winter hasn't been too bad. Only only time it snowed was NIU game, which that was really cool. Was I, was, I was about to say, was that the first time you've ever been able to play in snow? No, so actually last year when we played Western, all right, I think that was the that may have been the first actual time I played in the snow. And that time I really didn't, I really did not enjoy that. But uh, I think that got me ready for the NIU game. So all right, and now for people who don't know, I said you're a star defensive back. You know that that's where you play. Have you played anywhere else? Where where'd you play at in high school? Because I know a lot of times the defensive backs, you guys are the running backs, quarterback, wide receiver in high school too. Yeah, so in high school, I actually started off as a corner, which is still a defensive back, but different from safety. Yeah, all right. So I started off at corner, and then my senior, I moved to safety, which is where I play now. All right, and where would you rather play, defensive back or safety? Um, it really doesn't matter to me. All right. Either one. <laughs> and, I, and I guess safety sometimes you're matched up man on man, but it's got to be fun as a safety sometimes, the, you know, and I don't want to – I guess, yeah, I'm gonna use, it's, it's, we're just talking about on the football field using the term headhunter, but, man, it's got to be – you get to see those big yeah. hits kind of come at you sometimes. What's yeah. that like? Uh, it's, it's it's fun. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like you, you see where the running back or whoever the ball carrier is, you see where he's going to be before he actually gets there and you can just <laughs> take that shot. And I, I, that's one of those I wish people could see your face because you're just still kind of in serious mode when you talk about that. I'm smiling <laughs> over here about it, and you seems kind of like you're still down to business. Now, when yeah. it came to your sports management classes, did you have a favorite class, a favorite professor? Uh, I probably don't have a favorite class, but I have two professors that I think are probably my favorite. All right, who are they? Nick Williams and Dr. Mumford, Vincent Mumford. Oh, Mumford's my boy, yeah. man. You you can ask him about Spock. He'll, he'll tell. Well, I guess I guess yeah, he'll tell you some good stories. I I always go back to high school, like oh, he could tell you some bad stories. But Mumford was just <laughs> at college. He's only got good yeah. stories about me. So he and do you talk about a great guy to learn life lessons from too? That that's a great guy right yeah. there, Vincent Mumford. Um, and I could keep talking about him. We we won't do that. <laughs> but I feel like I get to call the high school football games. I absolutely love it. I love the NFL. I feel like it maxes out in college. I feel like college football is the greatest sport in the world. What's it like to be able to walk out there and play for CMU every week? I mean, it's it's great. I mean, just knowing that I'm honestly playing for a college program is just amazing because that was my dream growing up as a kid, playing football, seeing all the all, all the other uh, college athletes play on national TV, and you know every 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 weekend is just now that I'm actually doing it, it's a dream come true. Honestly, so it's it's a feeling that I really can't even describe. When you look back over your career, is there a game? Is there a moment? Anything like that that sticks out to you? Uh, 
probably the thing that sticks out to the most to me is when I got my first start in the in the Sun Bowl or the Tony Tony the Tiger Bowl in uh, 2021. All right, talk, talk about talk about that a little bit, man. What, <laughs> what was it like knowing you were gonna get that start, kind of walking out, being there on that field, man? Honestly, honestly, at first, like when we were in the locker room getting dressed for the game, I was nervous, but I wasn't showing it, and I didn't tell anybody. But deep down, I knew that I was nervous for my, for my first start. But after the first play, after I after I made my first contact, I, I was fine after that. I mean, it was because I, I was prepared. The coaches got as as prepared as possible. Um, I studied film. I watched film. I knew I knew tendencies from the other uh, opposing opposing team's offense. So, I mean, once the game started, it was kind of it was all just clicking and just flowing. And as a safety, I feel like you've got to watch as much film as a quarterback does because you need you need to know where everybody's going to be on that field. Yeah. Does that make sense if I say that? Like you and Kyle Murray, you guys are the quarterbacks yeah. of that defense. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because as a safety, is a lot of people say that you are the quarterback of the defense because yeah. you have to communicate with the linebackers, sometimes with the D line, and also with the other DBs that are on the field. You know, kind of directing everybody where to go and giving the checks and stuff like that. So. Um, being the quarterback of the defense, I take I take good pride in that because I mean I like doing it, I like communicating, I like talking. So I mean that's just something that could just kind of come yeah. comes natural to me. And you got the best view of the field, similar yeah. to a quarterback at that line of scrimmage. You might see something the D line can't see, and so you got to relay that up to them yep. real quick. Um, what do you like to do outside of school and football? Um, I like to cook, play video games. Um, something I've picked up more this over the summer, this past summer was fishing. Um, kind of kind of just doing. Kind of that stuff is yeah. Now, were you trolling? Were you going out with the lure? Are you the bobber guy? You just you just kind of want to sit there and chill. What kind of fishing? Kind of just sit there and chill. All right, and that's like I said, me, that's me. I want to go out of the boat. I want to throw the bobber out there and just yeah. hang out with my brother. And my brother's like, "No, nah, we got to change to this lure. We're gonna go trolling for some walleye right yeah. now." And I'm like, "Let's just we're on the water, man. Let's, yeah, let's, let's just, just hang out. Let's just hang out and chill." Yep, and that like I said, that, that that's how I like to do it too. And uh, future plans, if not pro football, I know you're somebody that I think you've got a chance to go to the next level. You go to that combine or something. I think you're yeah. Be able to make some people woo. Yeah, I mean, of of course, the NFL has has always been a dream of mine. So you know, that's that's a future, definitely a future goal. Um, the sports management, you maybe athletic director type role, yeah. coaching coaching type thing. What you're thinking? Yeah. All right. And uh, this Friday, I feel like if you guys put together those four quarters, you could knock off Toledo. How would it feel to end the regular season like that, and then possibly be able to move on to the bowl game? That would be amazing. You know, finishing the regular season, you know, undefeated at home. So far, we we've won every game at home, and we plan on keeping that thing yeah. going. So, um, that's that's one thing that Coach Max has preached all year is that we win at home, and that's what we plan to do this weekend is win at home. All right, Trey, thanks so much for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Another big, big thank you to Robbie Stewart, Trey Jones, Coach McElwain for joining me. And next week, we'll do kind of our full high school football rundown from this past year. Still kind of decompressing a little bit from that Saturday game, Beale City Ubley. But congratulations to all of our local teams on a fantastic year. Oh boy, as I said, high school basketball right around the corner. And mark your calendar right now, December 30th, big stuff going down at McGurk Arena with a noon 15 tip-off. It's going to be Shepherd Mount Pleasant Girls Basketball. After that, it's going to be Beale City Sacred Heart Girls Basketball. After that, it's going to be Beale City Sacred Heart Boys Basketball. After that, it's going to be Shepherd Mount Pleasant Boys Basketball. Four games, one day, all the money is going to be going to the United Way. It is the Buck 92 Backyard Brawl Basketball. Basketball benefit. That's a lot of bees, baby. Happening December 30th at McGurk Arena on CMU's campus. It's gonna be just 10 bucks for all four games. We're gonna have a ton of other stuff going on as well. Make sure you join us. Mark it on the calendar now. Be back with you next week with another Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 Podcasting, wherever you get your podcasts.